All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, returning for his second episode of the Perspective Podcast, representing the east side of Homa, Louisiana, founder, leader, captain, flagship artist of No Help Records, gearing up for his sixth official album titled Jalen Versus Everybody, set to release later on this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Jalen Quinn. Yo, what's happening? What's going on, bro? Yeah, right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing today, man? How you doing? I'm blessed, brother. Right, man. Good. Blessed, like you said earlier, man. Another, another ten toes, ten toes down. Another day, bro. Ten toes down, man. It's a, it's always a blessing, man. Especially in these times, COVID, monkeypox. You know what I'm saying? Regular flu, shit, crazy around here, right? Here, right? Oh, real quick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, man. So uh last last time we, we we chopped it up, you were getting you were actually getting ready for a versus battle uh that, that took place uh back back then. So kind of just fill it fill us in from that versus battle to current day. Then then we're gonna get into the album a bit. Man, just to highlight the versus battle, bro, that was a very fire event because that was nothing happened like that in home before you know what I'm saying we was the first to do it for versus battle and it was with another well-respected artist of of the area man uh 1200 slim uh very very established you know what I mean always on road always on go on shade 45 and all this other shit got an extensive catalog you know what I'm saying so we made that work uh I went in the the event as the underdog which is uh first for me Mm-hmm. You know, being that it was it's my city type yeah. shit. So, like, I think I only had like eight people in my corner, and everybody else in the building was slim, which is cool because I, I I like situations like that because now all right, it's it's not biased. Now I really gotta work. You know what I'm saying? And you so, earn new fans. But, needless to say, I earned those fans, my brother. There you go. Needless to say, but uh, man, after after that, man, um. Uh, did a couple of uh, other gigs, man. I, I had I had a show last year on my birthday at the Intercoastal Club. That was pretty big. We had other gigs too, but that was a more memorable one. Um, hit the House of Blues a couple times with Luke Julian, um, and then uh, Hurricane Ida, bro, which which kind of put us in a in a restart in a restart period, you know. But uh, yeah, man, we lost a shit. Had to uh, had to reestablish a new headquarters, which were you know that's where I'm at right now. And, and I guess this new shed, you know. Yeah. But shit, actually shit, got a building. Too. Actually have a building now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that we you know with a bathroom and air conditioning and you know closed doors and shit like that. You know security. It's not so, the sweat box but, no more. <laughs> what? Oh no, man. Shit. Hey, bro. Let me tell you, nigga, you ain't work until you worked in the shed, bro. You ain't work, but them summers were brutal. And look, just like them summers, nigga, them winters was brutal as well, bro. Man, dog, me and me and Luke, me and Luke Julian did uh best in the city during the winter. And both being that we both worked and he was in New Orleans, we only time we had to work was after dark. 
So, man, after dark in November, December, January, February. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, listen, my God. Listen, people don't understand. People be like, oh, y'all from Louisiana. Like, y'all don't understand what cold is and shit like that. Be like, boy, listen up. Y'all, especially y'all, y'all by the water. My town where I'm currently currently recording from, we are River City. So the Red River run right through our city. You know what I'm saying? But it get down to the 30s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Up here where, where, I'm, where I'm from. And even just still being, being down there, that breeze roll off that water, it ain't no joke. It ain't no joke. Hell nah, bro. I seen a video. I seen a video of a chick from Alaska saying that. Now, she was in Georgia, mm-hmm. but... I, I ain't never, I ain't spent too much time in Georgia, but what, what she was saying, you know, is human. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like here. And uh, she was saying she would much rather winter in Alaska than, than here because, yeah, it's snowing shit out there, but it's dry. Like, what, what it is, what it is. If, it's, if they say it's 40 degrees or 30 degrees, that's what it is. But out here, it'll be like 60, it'll be uh, 50 degrees and it'll feel like 30. Just cause the water in the air, it should get to your bones. Like it's like fifty degrees out here, and then fifty degrees north is is different. Is is really is is way different. It's two different. So, it's two different. Yeah, it's two different joints. It's two People different joints. By that humidity, dog. That's like man, you be wet. Like when you when your body is wet, and then you stand in front of like the AC, like you fresh out the shop the shower. You're gonna be way more colder. You know what I'm saying? Just cause you wet. Yeah, room ain't even gotta be that cold. Yeah, it don't even have to be like that. But yeah, like you say, the shed is definitely one of the, one of those places where you know what I'm saying you earn your stripes as as as, as you know what I'm saying general captain. You know what I'm saying you you earn. Yeah, man, shit is, man, that that was that's the that's the symbol of no help records, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the stamp, bro. That's uh how I came up with the name because I was doing everything with no help. You know, yeah. recording, uh, producing, everything. Yeah. So let's let's kind of back up a little bit. You said there was there was a show at the at the Intercoastal, and yes, that, that was your birthday gig. That was uh that was a show that I pulled up to, and that was in Homo, right? That was that was like right by the bridge. That was right? on the east side. That was right on the edge of the east side. Okay, yeah, I, I remember yeah, that man. Uh, that I, was I right. That. Yeah, that was a good one. So go go ahead, just explain to the folks about that one. Well, no, nah, uh, shit. I was uh I was just gonna say, man. Uh, I never did a show for my birthday. I would always be doing things around that time, like music oriented, but never on the actual day. Yeah. And uh, you know, man, it was just it was something different, man. It was uh definitely I'd much rather have a show than just a regular regular little birthday dinner, uh some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Much rather it be if it's gonna be something, it's it's gonna be, you know, music oriented. You know, that was that was another payday. It ain't about the money, but that's a bonus too. You know what I'm saying? That's birthday money. Money, money helps. Money, love, always, you know helps. money always helps. Money always helps. Money always helps. Money always helps. Real talk. For real, man. Yeah, most definitely. And then so, Yeah, man. It was uh and then so right, from, saying, from, from 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 inner inner coastal, there was the uh the house house of blues show. Now house of blues, yeah, it's a stamp nationwide. Uh so just Paint the picture for that for the for the people that you know what I'm saying may may not have seen House of Blues and this is House of Blues in, in New Orleans so uh, yes sir legendary um, space well 
So it was it was two different times that we were in there. The first time was it was uh, an event that Conform was tied to. Uh, they uh, there was there was a part there was a part of a fashion show, and being Luke, that you know he's the main artist for Conform, so he he performed. You know what I'm saying? He slid up in there, did his thing, and I was featured on one of the songs in the set. Uh, and further on in the year, I want to say that was in November. I know it was after the storm hit because we was like we were all we was like just seeing each other again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was a show with me, him, and uh, another New Orleans artist, Flightress. We uh, we had split stage three way and DJ and DJ uh, rap on. We we had uh, did our thing, split the stage. Uh, that was very fire because that was happening at the same time as an Isaiah Rashad concert. That's crazy. So everybody, yeah, that was very fire. He was in the main hall and we was in the back, and they had directed the traffic from him to leave, like to come through our show. Come on. So we had we had a couple of people pass through and and stay. You know what I'm saying? Ended up having two good nights. There you go. Like like I say, yeah. new ears. New fans. Yeah. yeah, for real, man. That was that was really dope, man. That was, and that was a good way to close the year. And then uh in December, I left it out earlier, man. But I just remembered, man, we did that thing in Houston where that that you was at too. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was, over yeah, there yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at at the All Hustle No Luck studio over there with uh with Ray. Yes, sir, yes, sir. That was like December 6th, I think. That was like the top of December. But that was like I think that was the last event that we had that year. So it was it was that was a very, very cool way, man. That was a very cool way to uh I guess tie the year up, you know what I'm saying? I know we did we did a lot of expanding last year. Now that I'm saying it all out, uh, um, you know, we, we definitely touched a lot of new audience. Especially so, after, after the storm, too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, after right. the storm, and, and that's e- even more, like you say, so because a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of record companies, a lot of people, they just folded, you know what I mean? And yeah, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into something that you said on on one of these records here uh, later on, and how you you considered you know what I'm saying H- hanging it up, but um, yeah, but so let's let's just well while we're here let's just kind of dive into uh, the out al- the album a bit, uh, titled Jalen versus Everybody, um, why yeah, the yeah. name and uh, and just like where where we at with it do do we feel like it's like we put the boxing gloves on and we we knocking niggas off one by one like like is is it uh well uh I I start by saying that the album is dropping in November that's that's uh it's forthcoming you know what I'm saying but uh I I mean I called it that bro I mean that's kind of like the premise of all my music. Like kind of like my whole brand in general, kind of like do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I say versus everybody, I definitely don't have any kind of ill intent. You know what I mean? I'm definitely not singling nobody out or saying that I'm about to make people my enemies. It's just, you know, you're creative and you work for yourself. So I'll just put it in perspective. It's, you know, you got the perspective pie, bro. And you, you, it, it, I know there was times in the beginning where it, it might have seemed like it was just you, like you was the only one listening to your shit and you was the only one really spending real time and focus on it. Right. 
So when you feel like that, you know, it's damn near Marty versus everybody. Because, fuck, if, if, if you ain't going to do it, if you ain't going to get this shit off the ground, it ain't going to happen. So that's kind of like, you know, like I said, I kind of always, that's like, that's my whole brand. You know what I'm saying? But just, just another iteration of it. Uh, on a personal level, um, I was, I was, I, I was really feeling like I was by myself in a lot of areas. Uh, as far as like promotion or just creating the music in general, you know what I mean. I felt like if I if I wasn't if I was gonna wait on other people to get shit done for me, then it wasn't gonna get done. So you know what I mean. Uh, I was also in a transition of putting more things in my own hands again. You know what I mean. Instead of uh, you know, because people gonna you know what I'm saying. People gonna do what they can. You know what I mean, but not nobody's gonna be as passionate as you. Church, you know. Church. So with that being said, bro, sometimes you gotta overstep the job that you gave other people, or overstep their expectations and just handle the shit yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's like uh, with like sounds and and visuals and things like that. Like you got you got your image, and I understand what you mean whenever you try and. Because first of all, like your your creation, your your brain, baby, like that's your thought. And it's I'm not sure how, how you feel about it, but sometimes it's hard for me to share and and to trust people with um with them seeing my vision with it too and and making it look like how I how I vision it in my head. So I definitely do understand. Yeah, and so yeah. and I remember uh like whenever we first uh chopped it up, you said that a, a lot of the music that you do, you produce it, you record it, you mix it, you do everything yourself. So was that kind of like going back to the basics, if you will, with, with this one as well? Yeah, I will say this. I'm not the only producer on my on my project. I did produce the most the most songs, mm -hmm. uh, but of course I got TSTs on it, and we also have our, our other producer and and DJ uh, Buck Facetti. He 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 had also produced one track, uh, so not completely by myself. And I also also another thing I uh, I, I had this engineered by somebody else rather than me doing it myself. Okay. Um, my uh, another member uh, of the team, Christian Harden, he is an artist and an, uh, and an engineer. My man, my man is pretty much produced and mastered. I mean, he uh, engineered and mastered the whole album. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He also, he on he on the album a couple of times too, man. But, you know, you pretty much say he uh, executive produced it. I guess that's that's the term. That's the terminology. Okay. But that's, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 yeah you hear more from him too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Now nah, he, he coming, man. He coming. Perfect, perfect. So yeah, so let's this just kind of dive in. So this is uh your first album or or full full body project since 2021, which was least released in December of 21, according to title, according to yeah. title. And so uh the first record on here is titled Choices, uh mm -hmm. featuring featuring the artist uh TWA. Um mm -hmm. and it's I'm not sure, like I'm not gonna like try and try and say too much, uh, but it's it's one of those those monologues, like an interlude, like a like a stage setter, like a like a curtain opener, if, if you will. And so, uh, just just was that written by you? Was that written by by her? Like how how did how did this 
that record come about and how did that relationship come about? Uh, I've been knowing, I've been knowing TWA forever. Uh, I've been knowing her for a long time, actually. She helped me get into the House of Blues and, and Warehouse Live in Houston. She helped me get into both of those gigs in 2017. You know, and that was right when I started taking music serious. I've been rapping my whole life, but for me to be like, I'm gonna do this for a living, I was 2017, and that that year she helped me for sure. She for sure helped my career jumpstart by by getting me in them situations for sure, man. But um, she wrote that herself. Uh, she she does for a spoken word. I mean, she she raps herself. She's a, she's a rapper as well, but I really wanted her to, to do some spoken word, man, because she, she really got away with that, yeah. you know? And like you said, I, uh, I wanted to immediately set the tone of, of the album by opening up with that, you know what I mean? I didn't want to really be on it at all, uh, just... Just that feel, man, it, it's, it's, it's going to give you that that feel almost like, all right, we ain't playing games this time. And not right. to say we ever was, but you know what I mean? It's like I wanted to feel like uh, for the people that play sports, man, like before before you step on the field, like, you know what I'm saying? That, that leading moment right before the team busts through the paper. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, that the cheerleaders holding up and shit. That, that moment, y'all walking up the hallway into the arena, you know what I'm saying? In, yeah. Onto the field. And y'all just, you know, you just read it. You know, you know you're about to murder something tonight. You know what she, I mean? She's got but, a perf- um, she got a perfect bar up in there that says uh it's like a and the, the name of this this intro record is titled Choices. And it's a perfect like bar up in there. She says it's it's a it's a line between the Joker and the Batman is choices. And she's got so much more up in there, and it's like it's like talk like that's, a, that's it's a perfect tone setter. It's a perfect tone setter. It's a perfect curtain opener. Um, it's this yeah, is a, a, a twelve record album. Um, I personally like eight eight records off of here, so great percentage uh, off top. Um, so why why twelve records? And was this were you trying to like con- trying to condense a lot of things? Because we know how like people's uh, attention span. Is a, is a bit shorter nowadays, but whenever it comes to music, but was it like 12 records intentionally or did you, was it difficult to like chop a few, a few records down or how did that go about? Oh, uh, man. 12 is the most I put on the project. I think so far I usually do EPs. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was not pushing a boundary. Uh, how could I say this? I wanted to give more, I guess, I guess you could say. Uh, and I also intend on pushing this for a minute. Like, of course, I'm going to still be making records. Yeah. But as far as like full body projects, it might be a little minute before, before I, before I do drop one, because I put a lot of time and effort into this album. And, you know, with these 12 songs and I want to I want to make sure it reaches it doesn't fall on deaf ears. 
You know what I mean? I'm a, this is going to be something I'm going to be taking my time with. So I feel like 12 songs, that's a good, like, this This. This will hold you for, for, for a little bit rather than the usual five or six songs that I'll drop. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Next up next up on the list is uh Put Myself On featuring Christian, which which we just spoke about. Yes, and so it's uh it's two bars in particular here that really just stick out to me. It says, uh, gotta give niggas incentives when building a brand. Uh so whenever you whenever you building from a foundation up, do you feel like it's it's harder for people to just buy in or believe and, and things of that nature unless it's um like they get something out of it, so say. Of course. Yeah, you know, people, you got people in this world that's going to do things uh, for the greater good and out the kindness of their heart, but like, let's keep it a buck. If we, if everybody on their own mission, on their own, on their own personal come up, you know what I'm saying? You might not even, you might not have the time to, to extend your heart and do something out of the love for somebody. But if you got a resource that's valuable, you know what I mean? Your time is only is only worth so much. You know what I mean? It ain't free. It, it shouldn't be free, especially if you got other shit going on. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like that, bro. Cause I mean, I'ma do, I'ma do shit out the kindness of my heart for a select group of people. But you know what I mean? You come to, I'm a barber, man. I'm not, I don't, I don't cut everybody here for free. That's, that's you know fact. what I'm saying? Like you, you, you know, you might need me on to to help you with your appearance because you because you need a because you you about to get this uh, little job interview or some shit. And I feel you. You need me, and of course I'm gonna help you out, man. But I need something for my time. You know what I'm saying? I apply that to music too. Everybody, every, I don't want to say everybody got a price. No, I don't want to say that at all. But everybody, everybody's worth something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gotta be a, it's gotta so, be a, it's gotta be a fair trade because our time is our inventory. It gotta be a fair trade, right? It gotta be a fair trade, man. It ain't even that's not even a negative. I ain't even saying it in a in a negative light. You know what I mean? Right. Like, cause it's it's true, bro. Like, like just like you said, man. It's a fair trade to to everything for real. Next up, up in that record, you also say uh, you might want to switch up your approach if you're gonna try to expand. It's really about supply and demand. And so just uh, with with your, have you ever had to look in the mirror and like switch and switch up some things that you had to do? Or was this kind of like, uh, just kind of like from a, like an over, overview of, of other people? Because folks get stuck in the mud. We get stuck in the mud. So what, what were some of the things that you had to change up? Um, the way, the way I worked, um, I would, I was, uh, To not give such a long winded winded answer, I'll say that uh my process of making music, uh, I felt like it was too long. Like I was spending too much time on one song. So instead of writing everything, I would get in the booth and start stacking. Like that song in particular, I didn't write. Only thing I wrote was the hook. You know what I'm saying? But but other than that, like I didn't, that song was in a moment. I got a couple of songs like that. And that did that that helped with my with my uh, output, you know what I mean for sure. But, uh, you said look in the mirror, like uh, only moment I had like that 
for real was me getting more in touch with my spirituality and my, you know, my relationship with God. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I kind of had to like, bro, ain't nothing going to happen. Like, unless you stop putting so much faith in yourself and start, and start, and start giving that same faith to God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's, as far as like a moment like that, you know what I mean? When, I, when you say look in the mirror, I feel like that's like how deep. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But as far as moments like that, I feel like that's like kind of the only ones I've had as far as uh, being in relation to my life and my artistry. So, uh, yeah, man, I definitely had to make a couple of changes in order to make some shit shake for sure. Absolutely. And, and once again, Christian is featured on this record. Christian, I know you're going to listen to this back. Even if Christian is somewhere around, you know what I'm saying, up, 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 in, the, up in the new office, Christian, we need that new music. We need that yeah. new music. And nah, he coming, bro. He coming. <laughs> for sure. He got some shit. For sure. Then um, another record that stands out is uh, Only Us, produced by yourself. Um, I know that and this was a, a, a leading single, if you will. Um, and I love that I love that cover art that yeah. came from that because that was actually from uh the all hustle no luck location that we spoke about in uh December of 21. Um and so yeah in this record here you also say tired of asking niggas what's the next move just to get a shoulder shrug. And boy, when I tell you, yeah, <laughs> hey, for real, right? I'm sick. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sick of niggas giving me shoulder shrugs. Don't even come around me with shoulder shrugs no more. Cause I'm liable to flash out. At you know point. what I'm saying? If you, if man, if you don't know, don't act like you know. And you and, know? and don't yeah, and don't come talk. around me no more if you don't have no type of vision. You know what I'm saying? And because a lot of people like to just be around. You know what I mean? Don't be just around. be around. <laughs> For have real? a job because because it <laughs> looked good. Yeah, like have a role to play, man. Be some kind of benefit. Be of some kind, and that that kind of ties into that incentive thing. Don't just be around for nothing. You got to be contributing something to be around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really? And, and then like, like, I, like I, I also just, just kind of note that I have, I feel like that's a bar that comes from, you know what I'm saying? Like hunting a new level. And it's another level. And uh, like I just said, like other people, they just don't see it. They don't see the vision. And they just want to be around for the look. Or they want to be around for the, the popularity. Or they want to be around for things that, that could be to come. Don't stand next to me unless you got something to push this whole thing forward. To you know, what I'm saying if, if the car break down, we run out of gas. You know the gas light on. You might not have five or six in your pocket, but shit, you gonna get out and you gonna help me push this motherfucker, or are you gonna you know what I'm saying be like, ah oh, man, you go, you yeah, you gonna you gonna push, <laughs> you gonna push, <laughs> yeah, real talk, straight real up. Talk. Then um, yeah. also I feel uh, that whole life. Yeah, and then also uh, my my favorite joint here on on this album, uh, one of my favorite joints for sure, it's Invest in Me, featuring Vez. Um, so just speak about just how how this record came together, and speak about your relationship with Vez as as he's also un, under the No Help roof umbrella. Uh, out of so I tell I tell Vez this all the time, but that's. Most of the people on the label I've been knowing, like for the better, for the greater part of my life, like childhood, uh, Vest was definitely one of those people. Uh, you know what I mean? We rode the bus together and shit. So, uh, 
with that being said, man, uh, a lot of he he older than me, so a lot of things about rap that I learned early was like was through him. Like he taught me how to write a, a full verse, like sixteen bars. Before that, I was just writing everything that came to my mind. It would be sometimes it would be short, sometimes it would be long, but it would never be structured. You know what yeah. I mean? He actually he was the first person like I know this is the length of a verse. Like you know, you got your verse, you got your hook, you got your second verse, you got your bridge. That was best. So just a little history with that. Uh, anytime we link creatively, whether it be music or or on a video, it was it's, it it always be fire. It's always organic. It's always funny. It's always fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as my dog, like we we talk every week catch up on the phone, make sure it's just straight, you know, aside from the music, you know what I'm saying? Just a little backstory about, about that. Uh, how the song came about, I was actually waiting on him. I was over here waiting on him to pull up for to shoot the video for Only Us, because he shot that video. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting on him to pull up, and I had gave, I actually gave him that beat, the, the for him, uh, I made that for, for him like a week and a half prior to that. But I'm sitting in the studio waiting on niggas to pull up, waiting on him and Christian, waiting on both of them to pull up. And I'm, you know, bored, get on the computer, let me see what I can do. Kill the time right quick. And I pulled the beat up and, you know, I was, I, I hit my, I, I ain't even hit him up. I ain't even tell him. I waited till he got to the studio to tell him I have to take the beat back. But I, I started, I started the verse. And I didn't write it. I got it. I got in the. I got in the boot, man. I just felt it. You know what I'm saying? I felt it, bro. Uh, so I did. I did my thing. We shot the video, dipped out, and I think that following week we finished it. And yeah, man, invested me. Oh, took forever so, to come up with that hook. So real. this. So only us came out. Uh, what's that? I believe that that was that was last last month. Um, was that that? Yeah, that was last month that that that, that record came out. So, uh, like, how long has that that record actually like been been complete? Like done? So that might have been done maybe early April. You think? Maybe prior to that. Nah, I I think I did. I think I did only us. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I meant uh, invest invest in me. So how how long how long was that record done? Invest in me? Yeah. Uh probably like yeah, like late April. Okay. Like my birthday, my birthday is April 24th. And I think I did it. I think we started investing in me before my birthday. So it might have been like late April that we actually had the, the, the song and stuff done. Yeah, that was that was one of the later songs that I made for the album. Straight up, like towards the end of it. Another joint on here, uh, "Act Like You Know," featuring my dog Hendrix. Um, oh boy! And so me and Hendrix, we go back. Uh, we go back quite some time. Uh, I actually, he's he's another he's another guest that I got to get on get on here pretty soon. Uh, but so this is a a record that's that has a sample in it. How do you go about picking a sample? Uh, and just digging through the crate, you know what I'm saying? Just finding like the, the the perfect the perfect sample for what's to come. Usually, crate dancers. I ain't gonna lie, I heard that on TikTok. 
you know, that was it was trending. And uh, I like gospel music. I like old gospel music, too. So I went back and I found an actual song to hear what that little part on TikTok came from and ended up making something out of it. For sure. I wouldn't even, my it wouldn't even mind to look at it at, at first. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ended up getting some out of that. There you go. So, yes. And oh, no, I, I was just saying uh, the the premise, the premise of the music made me, made me think about Hendrix. Like, that's like, that was like his, that's like his bag. You know what I'm saying? Or that's, that's what I feel is his bag. Yeah. So I hit him up about it. Definitely. And, and speak about, speak about the relationship with Hendrix and, and how y'all's relationship came about and uh, just how, how, how good friends are y'all? You know what I mean? First of all, man, I see Hendrix as my mentor or one of my mentors in music. Um, in, in life in general, man, you know, he like a, a older brother. Uh, if I if I was to have one, uh, he used to manage me. He used to manage me uh, in the the like late 2018 and all of 2019. He uh, he managed me up until the end, up until uh, yeah, well, not even the end, man. Up until mid 2019, because No Help Records also started in 2019. So. Yeah, man. Uh, we 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 had a, a management situation going, you know, and life put us on different paths. But uh, we we stayed in touch. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody I go to for advice. Uh, and just just uh, you know, overall good person, man. Like a uh, he very knowledgeable, and he's Definitely. honest. Definitely. You know what I mean? He Definitely. he not going give you no sugar-coated answer if you, if you ask him a question. And he always dropped gems. Definitely. Always. Definitely. And then also yeah. up in there, also up in there, you say that uh, you had a bar, you had a, you had a line about TikTok. And you know what I'm saying? Like your lack of, lack of TikTok dances or just, you know, TikTok trends and stuff like that. It doesn't take away from like stage presence or lack of increasing fan bases and things of that nature. Now, before you answer this, I'll let you know. I personally, yeah. I personally hate TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. Uh, it's going <laughs> crazy, but it's but I understand the marketing tool. My mom's got a TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. and right, so right. how how do you feel about the industry and like how it seems like a lot of um, how can I say the powers that be are are pushing the TikTok agenda? Like you got to have a dance or you got to have a you know what I'm saying? You got to have some type of cha-cha slide, you know what I'm saying? So you can, uh, so it all connects. Like, how do you feel about the TikTok wave? I mean, uh, I feel like you, I don't dislike TikTok. I, I'm on TikTok. Uh, I don't, I'm not on it as an artist, though. That's the one app that I got that I'm really like a consumer my girl always be in my ear about how i should start putting shit on there because you know it'll do what it do but i feel like uh i don't know i like funny videos bro i like i like learning shit that's why i'll be on there i don't really care about my music being on that much uh feel like that's like trying to that's like an artist trying to grab the younger crowd yeah. You know what I mean? When, whenever they go for uh, putting their music on TikTok, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, 
my my lady does the same thing. Like she she sends me all type of like because she's my lady's yeah. trying to get me to go vegan. Um, which I'm not I'm not opposed to it, you know what I mean? But she sends me like, oh, like look at this recipe and look at everything between. So I mean it's I, I definitely do understand the like you say, it's the it's it's more of like a, a learning tool and and a marketing tool as well. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, what I was going to say, too, uh, is that, like I said, it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean, for an artist to direct their music for TikTok only, bro. But, like, it's, it's that ain't going to be, people, people, people be looking for the streamlined way to the top. And just because you see other people going crazy on TikTok don't mean it's going to apply to you. You know what I mean? So if that's not like your comfort zone, like, of course, we got to go outside of our comfort zone for anything if we want shit to shake. But, like, I'm not saying you got to have your TikTok popping. You know what I mean? I'm sure it'll help. You know what I mean? But, like, you don't have, you know, you don't got to break your neck for TikTok, man. Like, that's, that's, I don't know. That's just me. That's how I feel. I'm sure they got people that disagree. So my girl will disagree. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm a consumer, man. I like I'm laughing at shit, bro. I, I, I don't, I'll say the TikTok rap shit for them TikTok rappers. You know what I'm saying? For niggas that solely do it for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of them. Straight up, <laughs> straight, <laughs> yeah. straight up. And so uh, now this leads us into you know, the. I fuck with it, but no, my bad. I, I was done. Yeah, my bad, bro. Oh, okay, straight up. And so then this one here that this leads us into uh, the record Ida, and and this is more like a like a yeah. like a declaration, like a ventilation record, um, following your return home from Hurricane Ida. Um, so first off, when, when Hurricane Ida hit, where did, where did you and your loved ones, where, where did, where did y'all, where did y'all dip out to? Because it, that was a, a whole situation, you know? And so- yeah, man, Ida was, Ida was something that nobody expected for sure. Everybody, first of all, I ain't hear, man, I ain't hear about the storm till like two or three days before it hit. Sure. Like. I swear, man. Uh, one of the, one of the homies on the label hit the group like, "Where y'all going for the hurricane?" Most of us were like, "Where hurricane?" Come to find out, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, originally, me and my girl, we was gonna stay. We was gonna stay at home. We we had we had got everything together. We uh got all our supplies or whatever. But again, we going in with the mindset. It, with, with the mindset that this is going to be a little tropical storm like it's been for the past couple of years. It's, it's, they talk about how it might be bad on the news, but it'll never be that bad. So right. you're just going to thug it out. I, I've been thugging it out the past couple of years. You know what I mean? And uh, like the day before the storm hit, man, my mom's had kind of like, bro, you got to go. I ain't saying like they my, my my mom's brother, grandma, and the media family, they all went, my, my aunt uh, and the rest of my immediate family, they all went to Houston. 
my my girl and I, we went to Shreveport. So they had already, uh, they didn't leave yet. But my mom was like, stay, man, but you got to make a move. Y'all, y'all got to do something because this thing supposed to be bad. You know what I mean? And then uh, we still was like, now nah, we're going to be straight. But early in the morning, my girl, uh, sister, had hit up, like, bro, I'm going to Shreveport. Fuck with they talk, fuck with everybody else talking about. I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of put a fire under my girl. So we, that morning, bro, it was like uh, Saturday morning, like five in the morning, six in the morning, something like that. But we got our stuff, got our clothes together for a couple of days, granted. Not like how we, you know, not how it was, but just for the weekend, got our clothes together, yeah. got some shit, dipped out. Watched the fucking storm hit home on Facebook Live the next morning, smacked us, bro. Smack the shit out of us. Next thing I know, we out there two weeks. Crazy. Crazy. Was- and, when I, and when we came home, when we came home after that, we ain't even couldn't even come here because my 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 house at the time that, that was that was damaged for the storm. You know what I'm saying? Nigga roof caved in. Oh. Yeah, bro. I had flooding. Yeah, oh. dog. My, my shit, my 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 trail flooded a little. A little bit, yeah, bro. Uh, so I couldn't go. I couldn't go back there, and there wasn't any power at my girl apartment. So we had we uh we had got with her with her family members. So I'm living. I was living with people for two more weeks that I really didn't even know. Like talking about, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in a situation, but I did. I got a job out of that. You know what I mean? They helped me get on my feet. You know what I'm saying? So definitely wasn't a bad situation. I was blessed. I'm, I'm talking like, you know, of course, bad things happen, bro, but I was extremely blessed the entire time, man. I didn't have to worry about where I was going to lay my head. I didn't have to worry about food to eat. I didn't have to ever worry about none of that, dog, you know what I'm saying, by the grace of God. So, yeah, I'm, it, of course, it was bad that it happened. Of course, I felt horrible going through it, but I can say now, dog, in retrospect, I was blessed yeah. definitely had it better than a lot of people you know what i'm saying so just reflecting man it was it was definitely it was some strange it was a strange month i yeah. think i think it was like a month and a half i never came back to my crib at, at you know what i'm saying by the way um i ended up just just moving just moving uh in, in another in another crib you know what i'm saying yeah and but, that's uh, because because y'all yeah. y'all took a straight shot like y'all in Grand Isle you like y'all took a direct shot like am I right? Dog, they got people in they got people out here that's still homeless. Wow, wow, and we like, coming up we coming up on a year in a minute like wow for real they they still got man they got a like the air base uh, out here it's like a. For, for the people that don't know, the air base is like this uh, old military. It was an old air base that got turned into a park. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, bro, they got a gazebo in the back of the park that people have events at. And I was scoping it out for some shit uh, like two weeks ago. And can't do nothing back there because they got FEMA trailers under the, like, it's all lined up with FEMA trailers. It's crazy. 
Damn. Or not even FEMA trailer, but like, you know, the RV that they give you. Yeah, like an RV for them situations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. I definitely re- I remember stuff like that. Like whenever, uh, like going back to 05 when Rita, Rita hit and then Katrina backdoored. I remember because a lot of people from South Louisiana, they came up and dog, I remember like uh, we got we got a Coliseum here in, in the town and literally like the Coliseum is normally only full for the fair or unless it's like somebody's coming to perform, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. That particular moment in time, like both sides of the Coliseum parking lot were filled with nothing but trailers, trailers, generators, you know what I'm saying? All that type of stuff. And then so you saying that, that was pretty like pretty much like a month, month and a half, just being like this displaced. Yeah, man, I was out to that night. Now my that that was my personal experience. Like you know what I'm saying before things got kind of normal. Cause uh, I think I I think I mentioned this in the last interview, but uh, I'm a barber. I think I yeah. did say that. And the shop that I was cutting in got looted. All my clippers got stolen. So that's fucked up. It was I had to restart. Yeah, bro. It was, it was wild. And it was like, man, you know, thinking back on it, bro, all I could do is ask the question, you know. So for the most part, man, a barber's clippers is corded, right? They got they, they, the cords go in the wall. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got cordless clippers, but for the most part, everybody should plug in, right? That's, that's a fact. So Homer ain't have power for like as a whole for like two months. So my question was, what the hell they was about to do with some clippers that don't even work without a generator? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you steal some shit that don't even, they ain't even going to work? Who you going to sell it to? You selling the shit. Who going to want some secondhand clippers? Secondhand clippers. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's the part. Where you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm just asking all these questions. Like, is you know what I mean? You know, you could you could kind of you could like kind of imagine the kind of person that stole that that was still some type of shit. I ain't gonna speak too much on that. Dirtbag. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, bro, I that that made me mad because it was pointless. Like, and not to mention, man, I had I had a pair of clippers from my mentor that passed away in 2020. We talked about the, the dead. You know what I'm record. saying? Yep. I can't get that back. I can't get that back. You know what I mean? So, yeah, bro. Uh, I like I said, it was uh, it was about a month, a month and a half before I started getting a little normality in my life again. Uh, but that was just my personal experience, bro. They got people out here that's still going through it, dog. Like, still straight up. You no, know? yeah, man. And then, uh, you got you get you first. You get back to your hometown to disaster then you get back to your property you, you notice that you know your property's flooded out roof caved in you speak in the record that you know the power lines is in, in your in your in your granny front yard um like then the shed the original shed like you like you kind of mentioned earlier the the original shed was destroyed and it's over with and i remember those images and uh i'll put the i'll put the, those images up just so people can see like what actually the shed before and after and moving into this new space uh just what what was it like just having to like finding like you say you had to find a new headquarters and uh just you know i'm saying rebuild from 
pretty much start over from the, from the slab up. So uh, the new studio is actually the crib where I used to live. Um, the property is, 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 is ours, is in my family. So uh, I'm, I'm running it with my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like telling her like we about to have to start looking for uh, a, a room to rent in a building somewhere or something to, to get the studio moving, you know what I'm saying? Cause in that little time frame, like what? I think we, we got the studio established, this new studio established in December of last year. So from late August or from, from I'm sorry, from September through November to December, uh, you know, just just looking for a space, man. It was it was it was it was stressful. But my mom was like, "Bro, why don't you just go back to the crib?" You know what I'm saying? Just use, you know what I mean? It, it was it was fixed at that point. It was fixed. Uh, you know, the, our, all our damages and, and shit was uh was repaired. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a breath of fresh air once we got it done. You know, uh, before that, I was recording in crazy places. I was recording in a barbershop. I was recording at my friend's house. Like Ida was uh, by my partner, Corlin House. Corlin, Corlin is also he's, he's on the album yep. as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, uh, coming up. Yeah, I, I I I did that joint by him. And it was just kind of bizarre for me to uh, kind of put my process in somebody else's hands. Because for that, I really wasn't the only person that I trusted with recording me was Buck Versetti. And that was like 2019. Before that, it was all me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I knew I knew how I liked the sound, so I was only comfortable with myself. So it was a lot of changes, man. For sure, for sure. And... Uh, like I said, all that tie in to getting this new location. Yeah, it is. But yeah, bro. Uh, I'm glad it's here for sure. And also, you mentioned that it was a. I I should have wrote it down for for this for this song, but I believe it was in this song where you considered actually like just like hanging the mic up all together. Like, what, what, am I am I right? Was that it? Was that in this record as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, was yeah, it just bro, like uh, you just wanted to just separate from music altogether, like? Or you just, you didn't want to record or you didn't want to produce or you just was like going to go cold turkey? I mean, it's just kind of going through something like that, bro. It kind of knocked the spirit out of you. You know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, not only did I lose my my, my home, uh, I lost my job and I lost my studio. You know what I'm saying? It was like all, all in one lick. So that's like, that that'll that'll make you sour. I was sour for sure. I was very vindictive. I was very angry. Um, I was very uh, like, man, ain't no telling what I would do to a looter if I would have if I would have saw one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what my mind was. That's what my mind was for sure. So um, nah, bro. Music really wasn't on the forefront. Uh, I had. I had thoughts of living in Shreveport, uh, like just staying, just staying out there. Uh, yeah, man, just hearing everything that I didn't hear, seeing, seeing everything that I just saw, man, just having to, uh, you know, never want to go through bro, stuff. Yeah, never, never want to even go through that. Like, 
Yeah, right. So I wouldn't even worry about no music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, also, also up in this as well. Do you feel like this the storm as well? Well, there's there's an interlude. Well, there's kind of like an interlude on the back end where you were saying that you that you felt played about everything. And I if I caught the voice correct, that might have been Vez that was like, nah, you back. No, nah, like you back. Like you nah, that was that was Cor- that was Corlin actually. And and that was was that like the, I, record, I was I was at his, you know, I was in his studio. Yeah, and was that like the jump start that you needed to like I'm, I'm sorry, bro, you right. Oh my bad, my bad. Was was that like the jump start that you needed no, that was, again? Uh that was that was more like uh that was me kind of making up my mind. Not even making up my mind. I wanted to make, I know I didn't want to quit music. I thought about it, but I knew I couldn't just up and quit. So that was more like uh, me letting myself know that I'm ready. You know what I mean? That that song is like itself was really like just me venting. Yeah. Like I put it out. But I really had no, I really didn't have intention of putting it on the album. Uh, it fit though. It definitely fit. I just was gonna put it out just to kind of, you know, yeah, right, right. And I, I only put it on there just kind of to raise awareness about what was going on over here. Because like I said in the song, like we got smacked and niggas was worrying about New Orleans, like niggas was on watch for New Orleans, and you know what I'm saying. And they know, I know they got affected. Some people got got some flooding, but it was not Katrina. If you want to compare the Hurricane Katrina to anything, you would compare it to Homer. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we really got smacked. That's- like, and you know what's crazy, bro? Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon just shot a movie in Homer last year, like before before Ida. Like they had they had uh, redid uh, downtown. Uh-huh. And made it look like it was in the 50s and Damn. all that, right? Bro, that movie is like the last time Homer was caught on camera before the storm. Wow. Like as as a whole, and like it looked complete, like the 50s. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? You know, not not even no, not even like the 50s, but just like no buildings fucked up. You know what I Shit. mean? You could just tell, like, that's what I mean. Like, that was the last. Little video footage of of the home of, of the city of home of being untouched, wow. and then a couple months after that, because that was in the summertime. So like a month or two after that, we got smacked by the storm. And that's that's very crazy, thing. bro. That's another thing people don't understand. Like we love New Orleans, we respect New Orleans, we love that, we respect that. You know, what I'm saying no shade at all, but the backbone of the state is the smaller towns, the homers, the Thibodeaux, the Alexandria. You know what I'm saying? The Jennings, the Karen Crows, you know what I'm saying? All these other places that actually carry the culture of the state makes those right. the bigger markets, the you know what I'm saying, what they are are. <clears throat> so um, and that, that's 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 definitely how, how I'll be looking at it too. It's like people are so glued to, oh, we gotta we gotta pray for New Orleans. Nah, we, we pray for them too. You know what I'm saying? We we send help. For them too, but it's the small, it's the small. That was that wasn't. I'm about to say, in that particular time, that wasn't the disaster. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? That was not the disaster area. That's like Lake Charles. Lake Charles got smacked by the hurricane, man. They still messed up from what I heard. You know what I'm saying? And like, ain't no, wasn't no major coverage because that's not a major city. You know yeah. what I mean? Lake Charles looks like a yeah. like a complete ghost town. Whenever whenever I roll through there, like you know what I'm saying, from from H Town back up to the to the A where I'm at, like I've never seen Lake Charles like this. Like like that. Like it's yeah, blue, it's blue tarps over everywhere. Everywhere, bro. You go over that bridge, that's all you see. The Capital One building, the Capital One building is a staple in that city right before you get to the bridge. The Capital One, for those right. that don't know, is this giant. It might be, I don't know, I'm, I'm a, it might be a 30 floor, maybe a 50 floor building, complete glass. You roll through there now, you can see like how the wind just like smacked that building and like glass busted in, it's boarded up, it don't look the same. It was a barge. Some some people that are familiar with barges, you know what I'm saying? Those are some uh like boats that carry heavy equipment, stuff like that. That I believe they even have like a little mini casino boat. One of the barges got loose and it got jammed underneath the bridge. And if you know how tall up that bridge is in Lake Charles, for a barge to be jammed right there, craziness. Absolute, absolute craziness. Yeah, for real though. For real, bro. Man, man. Uh, like you said, bro. The 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 power line in my yard, dog. Like <laughs> the shit was like dangling, like by the wire. Like it ain't even fully fogged. Wow. Like that's not some shit you see every day. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't know if the if the, if the uh, line was live still or not. So it's like I couldn't even really pull up in my yard when yeah. I first got there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that was before I even seen the inside of the crib. See. So it's like, man, that was. It's different, bro. It was, it was just, man. I'm. I'll tell you this, man. I don't want to get too dark, but uh, just riding back in the home, off the road, like after coming down from Shreveport, you know, we four hours on the road. Just can't wait to to get home. And it's like, bro, you knew when you was in home, cause like from the city limits, like the the. The green signs that tell you how many miles to each uh, exit—that yeah. shit on the ground. Like if you start, it start off fucked up, and it's like as you go down, it just get worse and worse. You start passing up buildings that you didn't grew up seeing your whole life. You might not even have gone to them buildings, but just buildings passing, just driving in in, in home, and you see them buildings gone or destroyed, toppled over. It's crazy. I'm telling you. Yeah, roofs ripped off. One All lane that. of traffic. Like power lines in the road and shit, bro. It was some other shit, man. Catching flats because everybody got nails in the road. Like oh, my pops. God. I didn't even think man, about that. Dog. Real talk, bro. Man, my dad stayed for the storm, bro, for his job. And he uh man said he really caught a flat like eight times. God like damn. in the first two weeks. Like just buku <laughs> buku nails, bro. Debris in the road. Like do you, Real talk. Do you feel like the storm brought you closer to God? Yeah, for sure. Cause I was I was mad at God. I was mad at God at first. I was mad at God because uh I had uh made the week before the storm hit, bro. We had a meeting in the shit about how shit was going slow. Matter of fact, you said that, it, uh, you the said project that I getting, dropped getting last complacent. December. You felt like the squad was getting complacent. Yep. The uh so the last the last project I dropped in December. Those uh skits in there was from that from that meeting. 
right? Uh, and that cover was taken, like the, the cover to the project was before the meeting happened. Like all that was like the last time the shed was really the shed, right? So it was just, I just found it really crazy or really, it was ironic that we had, we had just had a meeting about how we was getting complacent and how we need to, you know what I'm saying? We can't fall, we can't fall short to what we, to what we working for, you know what I'm saying? We we gotta we gotta show we gotta make sure we maintain. So we talking about this, bro. And a week later, a storm destroyed the headquarters. Like now, all of us in the now all of us on the label, we all over the country. T Steve's in goddamn Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like we all, you know what I mean? We all over this bitch. So. Yeah, Talk bro. About, but yeah. one into another, God damn. Yeah, right. Wasn't wasn't L by you or like wasn't? Yeah, L like, came L came out to H Town. Um, L his 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 pretty much his his entire family. Uh, B Mac B Mac was uh at my crib for I don't know. B Mac was at, at at the crib for a minute. Um, that's what I'm saying. Just like we are all over the place, bro. Yeah. So yeah, dog. I was definitely I was angry. I was angry at first. I'm like, man, you know, why would you do this? You see that we trying, you know what I'm saying? You see we doing this the right way. Why would you just, why would you take what we work for? We had just got new shit to put in this shit. Oh, like no. all kinds of stuff, bro. Oh. I'm questioning. I'm in question for a lot of things, you know what I mean? And uh, dog, just uh, just having a couple of conversations, you know what I mean? Uh, with, with my with my woman and with uh people that I love, just like man, you that's that's because you you won't be in control of everything. Like, you know, and I that's true. I used to only rely on my hands and on my wits to get the job done. Never relied on my faith that much. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, the job got done with 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 just my hands on my mind, but that shit always took a toll on me. And I feel like that was because I wasn't believing in God or in a higher power. Not to say I didn't believe in them before, but my my connection wasn't as strong. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm no help. I'm yeah. out here. I don't need no help. I don't need nobody. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm driving Man, in. God, not tank. a person, but you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm out here. I'm an army. I'm an army of one. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that kind of made me stray away from my faith in all in, in so many words. Yeah. And uh, Hurricane Ida was the first time in a long time that I felt completely helpless that I couldn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So, I really felt like I had no choice but to give it up to God. And then, nope. uh, just to kind of transition, yeah, just to kind of transition out of that, out of out of Ida, the next song up is Dreamers featuring uh, L, well, LC, now known as Luke Julian. Um, so yeah. just talk about that record. And of course, you both of y'all partners in rhyme, if you ask me. Um, so just just tell me about. Huh, bro? Hey, <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm saying? And just uh, just so like what how, how did that record come about that record sounds like nothing else on 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 this album at all from uh your tones how it's recorded the the voices that are on there so just 
Uh, speak about how, how that record was 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 formed there. Um, I originally wanted L to be on Act Like You Know. Yeah. But I'm impatient. He was busy, <laughs> and I'm impatient. So I got I got my. And he doesn't read no text killer. message. He doesn't read any text messages. Man, it's not just you. I promise. I promise. It's not just you. That's what I mean, bro. And look, ah, uh, uh, I ain't gonna get started on it. I ain't gonna get started on it. <laughs> but I will. I will say uh, that it worked out perfectly because uh, coming across that sample from from crate digging. Uh, it was, it, it, I, I felt like that was a way better fit for him. Like it was uh, more fluid, you know what I mean? Like uh, just, I don't know. It'd be songs, there's some songs where you got to rap like in a box, like kind of fitting how the verse is. And then there's other, there's other times where you could just kind of be like water. You know what I mean? So I felt like that that beat was one of them situations. Pass it to my man and he did his thing. Uh the the way that the 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 the, the vocals and all that sound on there, uh the we we recorded it in two different we recorded our verses in two different places. L tried to come out here, but his schedule was just a little, it was a little jam-packed, so he couldn't come out here being at the the, the studio was based at home so he couldn't make it out here so he recorded it at his spot and i'm sitting here on the computer trying to match the quality between my verse and his verse and i kind of got the idea to make it you know a little rugged to i don't know it just fit like the feel of the song and uh yeah man uh as far as the subject matter, like I said, we recorded the verses at two different places. We usually, when we do record together, we'll go over our verses together, you know, polish here, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, we challenge each other like that. Yeah. But we had no idea what, you know what I'm saying, what we was, what the other was talking about on the song. So it lined up as perfect as it did yeah. already. Uh, and in my verse, I'm talking about a situation that I had earlier this year with the police. The police uh, had came to my house, you know, or they didn't come to my house looking for me. But uh, I was outside of my crib, right? My new house, you know what I'm saying? Where I live now, uh, getting something out of my whip. And the police task force, they pull up on me. Yeah. Uh, saying that I look suspicious. Even though I had my I had my license on me, had my insurance, you know what I'm saying? My registration is my keys to my vehicle. You know what I mean? It's all on me. But they still came fuck with me and they pulled up on me. There was three deep, made me get out, uh, you know, interlock my hands. Two of them pat me down while the third one going through my truck. Uh, and they told me it was because I look suspicious in a suspicious neighborhood. Get the fuck out of here. That was their reasoning for doing all that. You know what I mean? Uh, let's come on. Let's let's talk about you. Look, you look like you don't belong. You know what I'm saying? There was three white dudes, and I'll leave it at that. Dude, one of the dudes told me 
that he could tell I'm nervous and it's making him nervous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's the trained professional. Strange. Like, he shouldn't be nervous about nothing. Like, that's a little strange. And that's, and also, like, that's a little intrusive for you to be telling me how I'm feeling. The whole time, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not tripping at all. It's three to one. So yeah. I'm not really in a position to trip. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing what they want me to do. I'm being compliant and all that other shit. So he telling me that kind of like almost out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Uh, that was a little alarming. My girl outside got them on camera and shit. And they, they mocking her. All kind of shit, bro. All kind of shit, Nasty. dog. But I, yeah, right, right, right. And I, I, got, I got the incident on camera. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more private when it comes to my personal life. So that wouldn't be something that I'd be quick to post on, right. on social media. If, I, if I'm going to talk about it publicly, I'm going to talk about it on the song. So that was like my first time actually getting that out, getting that story out. Because, uh, yeah, people that I care about heard it. You know what I mean? But as far as me openly speaking about it, that was my first time on that song. I've kind of so, been the, the song is uh yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go no, ahead. But I was just saying the song is different on, on the song is different on a couple levels. Bro, you mind pausing it? My girl calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I do I do understand what you mean whenever you say like you, you wanna keep certain things private, you know what I mean? Because it's that's not that's not really like a lot of people's information, but uh well, it's not for them to necessarily no and people are weird like like you said like your lady was was recording what was going down and i'm like that too like i don't like posting certain things like where i'm at where i live uh right exactly right right and, and stuff like that because people is weird uh people's weird yeah dog and man uh just it's just the the times that we live man bro like you gotta you gotta make sure this world, bro, that we live in today is so, look at me, you know what I mean? Uh, this exactly. is what I got going on. This is, hey, look over here. There's so much of that shit going on that I feel like there's not a lot of privacy. Like, I mean, you got people fucking, you know, people that blog, niggas that wake, that wake up out the bed and turn their camera on. Like, you know, like this is like that now. Like there's no privacy, bro. And as as an artist, dog, like, yes, I love music. It's my life. But this is my career. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still would like to have that separation between my personal life and my career. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, it's cool if my career bleed into my personal life because I can use that to my advantage. But right. not if my personal life bleeds into my career. Mm-hmm. That can hinder me. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I, I mean? Like, I get too personal, and now it's like, now people got animal. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now it's not, you know, as a brand, like, you know, there's certain things that you don't do when you have a brand. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that line kind of separates. For sure. I'm, I've been in a, in a similar situation like that with, with the police. Um, I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this as short as possible. Me, my partner, and his moms. We was on I ten. We was sliding from uh, from the flats to to the city, to New Orleans, and 
it was a law. I'm not sure if this is a law that's still in place because I'm kind of out of the loop in Louisiana laws because I've been living in Texas for a minute. But I was in the, the left lane. I was getting off the Chapelier Bridge. I was getting right back on the ground right before you get to Lobdell, right before you get to BR. Right. And I was in the left lane and I seen the officer. You know how the officers, they hide in the tuck. And I seen him the whole way. We weren't doing nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's family. Like, right, right. Know, these, these are my people. So he said, uh, he pulled me up. He hit the lights on me. He pulled me up. He was like, yo, like, uh, you know, I stopped you. I'm like, nah. Like, he was like, well, you kind of swerved to your left a little bit whenever I got behind you. I was like, and he was like, well, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, like ride in the left lane unless you're passing somebody. I was like, okay, well, my apologies. You know what I'm saying? He was like, well, do you mind, uh, where y'all going, all that kind of stuff. Tell me why, it's, it's him by himself. Then he was like, do you mind if I if I search the vehicle? I was like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It ain't shit going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, but go ahead, you know what I'm saying? Do your thing. It's him, he called another squad car. That squad car got a dog. That squad car calls another car because it's, and that, that car got a dog. So it's four white officers, one black officer, all them searching my, my old whip I used to have. They tell us to go stand all the way in the back, all the way in the back by the by the middle police car. That's the right. They only put that one black officer back there with us. Of course. And they yeah, search, was- you know what I'm saying? Like they searching the whip and everything. Like I'm talking about they underneath my hood. They pulling my my they checking my oil levels. They trying to see like I'm I'm stashing something up in there. And it's like, my word is my word. You know what I mean? Like I, I ain't got no reason to lie to nobody about nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I'll 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 leave, I'll leave it to that. But it's a stigma, you know what I'm saying? And the type oh, of sure. the type the type of whip I'm driving and the age I am and the color of our skin, you know what I'm saying? And uh he, he or she is too too uh too clean to not have some type of dirt. Yeah, bro, it's just I don't know, call it coincidence, man, but it just it always or it usually seems to happen. To people that look like you and me. Absolutely. You know? And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, straight up. And then uh, and then we're gonna transition into uh we just got a couple more records here. Then we got quick hits on the back end of this. Um yeah. the next record up that I like is the one featuring Portland. And I think this is a uh, personally like how how this record sounds. It's a video coming coming for this, right? Like it's a video for the for this song, right? <laughs> so, so so yeah so uh whenever whenever every everything everybody kind of got back together it sounds like this was one of those records that was recorded when everybody is in one space uh you and Cortland uh tell me tell me about tell me about that that record and how how this one all came out because uh the one and living legend it's uh they kind of like two in the same it sounded like those were like part of the same session or or uh uh man so the one uh the beat was was made by t Steez, my dog stizzle he uh man everybody everybody busy and they on right now and that's it's a good thing you know what i'm saying but uh, in like in times it, it uh, means that we go long periods of time without being around each other we talk all the time he texts all the time. He always sending me beats, but it had been a while before, like since me and him had sat down and created something together. You know what I'm saying? Like before that, it was like months. Like I think, uh, 
Yeah, man, it was it was months. But uh that was a was uh one of them ones, bro, that he made and it was just like perfect, you know what I'm saying? We got this little pocket that we get in, bro. We'll make like six beats in a city. And all of them, all of them go on the computer. None of them might not be used. Like we might not use them, or he might like sell them to somebody, something like that. But it always be that one beat that be like, nah, don't nobody touch it. Just me. <laughs> this is all me. You know what I'm saying? That was one of them ones, man. And uh the vibe that the vibe I really couldn't like vibe of the song, I couldn't really picture talking about anything else. But like some smooth, I won't say player shit, but just like, you know, I guess uh, some smooth talking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wanted, I didn't want to just talk about the, I could take you from your man or, you know what I mean? Um, you, This is why you want me. This is why I want you. That's kind of like a uh, textbook. If you if 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 you will, you know what I mean. It's it's kind of like that nowadays. That's kind of like the go to when you when you talk about a song that that has something to do with intimacy. So I kind of wanted to make it more realistic by talking about how I'm too busy to creep up nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like like if if I if I do make the time, then that's that's what it is. But I'm not. I can't. I got too much going on to go out my way for it. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what the song is nowadays, and in a way, I guess that's showing growth. Like mm-hmm. you know, I I got I made songs in the past in the past couple of years where I am t- talking about being with a woman in that in that sense. Like we gonna we gonna make some shake. I'm gonna make some time for you, but like now, I'm a little I'm a little busy for that. You know what I'm saying? So. If I'm if I'm around, if I'm in your area, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can line something up for sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. If, if you know, if not, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? And the last and the last 30, 45 seconds of that song, it's like a it's like a it's like another it's a, it's a whole another record that's back there. I need that. I need it. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. Like I was telling you off air, man. Uh I made that song two years ago and I started, I started on it and lost the five. But I recorded it on my phone because that's what I do when I when I start a song that I don't finish in one setting. I, I, I record it so I could listen to it on my phone to kind of like teach myself if I gotta go back and change something about the verse, say another a, a different word or something like that. So I had it on my phone for two years and in in the mixing process and the mastering process of the album, I'm going through my phone looking for skits that I record and came across that, came across that joint. And uh, I always wanted to do something like that. I don't think I ever did anything like that where, you know, artists put a teaser record on the front end or on the back end of a song of of the main record. I never did that before, so that was uh, that. Was, I guess that was my introduction to doing something like that. There you go. And then also uh, wrapping up here, the as far as the as far as the album here, there, there's another record, but then in particular, another one that I that I really like is, is Living Legend. It's an mm-hmm. it's another uh, self produced record, and I fuck with this record truly because it's like you gotta let motherfuckers know how you see yourself, and whenever you say that. 
that invites a lot of other things like it, that initially invites hate how do you block out what's like like all like all the like how you filter like the negative shit and let the good shit in and you know what i'm saying just and just keep believing in 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 self man my attitude always was if you feel like you could do better than prove it because why else are you complaining about it you know what I mean? Like, I don't, hate is one thing. Uh, in the beginning of my career, bro, when I first started taking this shit serious, I was in a barbershop. And uh, me letting letting people know, uh, one one dude was like, man, I, I don't know. Everybody want to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody want to rap. And uh, he also said that because everybody want to rap, not everybody going to listen to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen to what you got to say. Because everybody else know what you do. But I'm like, man, I think they got, what, 7 billion people in the world, 8 billion people, something like that, you know, or in part of the world. It's probably more than that. I, I don't know. But I know somebody going to like my shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know some, it's, it's, it's out there for somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? So shit like that don't stop me, bro. Like I said, for the, if, if people feel like, if you feel like I'm not a, legend, a living legend listening to it, and you feel like you know what that is, go find better or, or be better. There you, go. you know what I mean? And, you know, don't forget to thank me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> real, real talk. Because, I mean, if not, you know, I, I'm i also, of course, I'm welcome to positive uh, positive feedback on the music. You know what I'm saying? And I, But I'm also in the real world where not everybody going for me. Absolutely. And like I said, bro, you don't like it, cool. That's do better. Yeah. And, and if you can't, shut up. Listen <laughs> to the music or turn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put on another album. That's it. I got and I got six of them. Yeah, I got six of them, six of them, six of them in the tuck for you. You know what I'm saying? You bound to like something from, from yeah. one of these you know projects. No matter if it's oh, I like early Jalen, or I like Jalen in the middle, or I like they got whatever, something, whatever. They, man. Like, like I said, man, if you don't like it, either do better or do nothing. That's it. That's a fact. So back here on, on, on the back end of the show, uh, what I what I call quick hits now. Um, it's you got seven, it's seven featured records on here. Mm -hmm. Um, what is that process like whenever you're sitting there and you're you're picking like who I'll do one on this? And have you ever had to go back and be like, nah, you could do better, like. Send, send me another verse. I never had to do that. Uh, but I think it's because of who I think about whenever I, firstly, I, I don't really engage with a lot of artists yeah. outside of, like, yeah, I got the camp, I got the label. And then there's a couple of people outside of that, you know what I mean? But it's not a lot of people. So a lot of these people that's on here and I've made music with before, I done did some kind of business dealing with before, you know what I'm saying? Like Hendrix. I think I think this is I think I did a song with Hendrix for for his one of his projects. Actually, I'm I'm tripping. I did last year. And uh I don't even think that was our first time on the track together. But that was like the first time, like as I guess both professionals. Yeah. That we did something like, especially him, because he was managing before the artist role that he's playing now. 
So like we did that song and uh, you know, just returning the favor. I heard that and I automatically thought of him. I guess because we was just sim like on on a, on a similar tip. But I did music. Oh shit! I was about to say a feature on there that I. You know, you ain't saying so I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> but I done did I done did music with Vess. You know what I I'm think saying? I think I know I, exactly which one you talk about, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I did music with Vess, I did music with L, done music with Christian, I've done music with Cortland. So you know what I mean? I guess hearing a, a, a similar vibe, but like I could see some on here. You know what I mean? It, it, don't, it don't really be that hard to, to pick. I don't have a lot of people to pick from, you know. But uh, that was also that's the most features that I, I've had on the project to date. Yeah, that's that's something that I that I, that I kind of picked out. I was like, I mean, especially with it with it being twelve records, seven features. But I mean, all of them they fit. You know what I mean? All of them fit. I, I feel like nobody half stepped at all. And I knowing knowing you like like I do know you, you wouldn't have even cleared it. You know what I mean? Like if exactly yeah if, if so. Um, also here, just to kind of talk to the people about, and I feel like we discussed this before, but a lot of people, they're going through issues with, uh, and uh, they're just going through issues with like their masters and uh, their record labels and just issues and people can't release music like they want to, or they can't get out of deals. So just talk to the folks about the importance of like the relationships with the distribution outlets, like uh, United Masters and DistroKid and just things of that nature and, and how the streaming services play into uh, those relationships? Uh, so when you want to talk about, I'll start with distribution. Uh, so nowadays, I mean, the best route is to, is to go, is to like rely on yourself when it comes to distribution. You do in, uh, independent distribution companies like, you know, United Masters, DistroKid, TuneCore, uh, SoundCloud, they they offer that. You know what I mean? They offer that service now to where you could get your music on Apple Music and all the other stuff. But uh, if it's always good to be responsible for your own music. And if you do find yourself in a deal, whether it be a 360 or a distribution, you know what I mean? Uh, make sure that if you are dealing with a middleman, Make sure that the middleman is concerned about you. You know what I mean. Make sure that you're just not a number in the machine. Yeah. You know and that that's 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 what I would say first. Uh, make sure that if if you putting your career in in the hands of a company that you can't directly put your input in on, just make sure that you're being well taken care of. And if not, then you better off betting on yourself for sure. But uh, in my experience, and I've never, I've never been in no 360 deal. I, I was in the distribution deal, and uh, and I've you know been independent. But I could say that though the money is good in a deal, the money, the money is straight. There's a lot of shit that you gotta be you yourself. You have to be up on, or these people gonna pull the wool over your eyes. Easy. Loopholes, bro, and just percentage. You got to be like uh, familiar with percentages, like how much, how much uh, of 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 your pie should they be getting a slice out of? You know what I'm saying? Like just like little little shit like that, and then and they not gonna tell you, 
because they gotta get their they gotta get their money too. So they're not gonna they're not gonna tell you, oh man, just uh uh they're not gonna tell you how let's say my percentage, let's say you distribute music, right? Yeah. And you come to me to distribute the music. I'm only I'm only supposed to be taking fifth up to up to 25% if you let me, if you let me. In reality, 15% uh, uh, of your profit coming to me because I'm because I'm distributing, right? But let's say you're unexperienced. You know what I'm saying? Let's say you all you know is I'm recording and putting it out. You don't know the logistics. So I could easily be like, yeah, bro, I can't put this out unless I get 50%. And you're thinking, oh, that's even. That's right down the middle. That's fair. That's a fair thing. You know what I'm saying? Now you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you writing your music. You you the one writing your music. You might be the one making your beats. You recording this all out of your dime. You paying for all of this shit. All I'm doing is putting your music out. Why should I get 50%? What am I doing? Because you could do, because granted, you could do this yourself. It's not like I'm the only distributor out here. You could do this yourself, or you can go to some, somebody else. You don't need me at all. But knowing that, but you don't know that you don't need me. So I'm gonna make you feel like you do. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you things like that you go, you gotta give me 50% and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta look out for stuff like that, man. That's why I say you gotta be educated for sure if you go put your career in somebody else's hands, man. Absolutely. But uh being independent is it might take longer, bro, but it's worth it. It's way is is way worth it, you know what I'm saying? And you and you save yourself on the back end from a lot of things that uh a lot of headaches. Oh yeah, a lot of headaches and a lot of stress and and you don't have to deal with even possibly even changing your stage name. You know what I mean? And and right because because we, we we've I've seen some instances like that. I just brought just found out through somebody, man, that you don't when you in a deal, dog, you in like a I'm coming up quick. These people are 100% of control of my career. All I'm doing is making music. When it be like that, bro, no partnerships. Like, these people can't even write what, about what they want to write about. Wow. They have predetermined beats. They have predetermined lyrics or subjects. If they're not, if they are writing their own music, it's predetermined subject that you got to write your songs about at this predetermined location for in a, in a predetermined amount of time that you got to get it done in. It's all thought out for you already. And I guess that might work out for the people that want to streamline to the top, like I was saying earlier. It might work out for them TikTok niggas. It <laughs> might work out for situations like that. It might, you might not mind that. But for somebody that wants to have longevity in their career, bro, that's not the route you want to take. Because there's this, you only gonna do so much before they find another young, round, bright face to do that shit for them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody more popping than you, somebody more attractive than you. Somebody, somebody that's going to take the bait. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's that's more susceptible, susceptible to, to doing some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's really like that, bro. It's really like that, for real. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I, I wanted to save this here for the back end of the show. And when we spoke about your show, uh, your birthday show at the, at the Intercoastal. Yeah. Um, Angela Yee ended up being at the show. And no, she didn't. 
She oh she didn't she she wasn't there she was just there like no I, I met I met her the day after the show okay and there was another gentleman that was there like at the show but I think he might have been with with Ye like I'm I'm not too sure I, I may be getting that wrong but in the midst of that conversation with with Angela Ye like is there anything that you can just kind of like share like any game or any just kind of like tips or advice anything that was just uh that was just shared there and if not you can you uh, can just say I I can't share and we good. <laughs> Man, man, I'm gonna keep it a bug, bro. Uh, that was more of me, man. I, I was really chilling with it. Like, it really wasn't no business being tough. Okay. For real. Yeah. Uh, I now, I was, I did get games from people that was surrounding her, mm-hmm. and not, not to say that she didn't have game to give, mm-hmm. but like, bro, I was, it's crazy, son. I was really, I don't know, how, I don't know how I got in that situation. Like, I know how I got in that situation, but as far as how deep, like, nigga was. Really walking around New Orleans in her entourage, like she don't know me from a can of paint. Yeah, like this is high B, but like nigga was really man. We walked around the French Quarter with her, and uh, ended up chilling in this restaurant. Yeah, like us and a couple of other people. Uh, one of the people I can't say that was there was uh, was D'Lo from Monster Beats mm-hmm. that that uh, that produced for for Currency. Yep. Here and there. You know what I'm saying? I, I met him and I actually I did talk to him. He gave me some game. Uh just about consistency. Uh pretty much and I don't want to say stuff I already heard, but kind of like concrete and what I already knew. You know what I mean? Uh I like but that. nah, she was cool as fuck. She was cool, she was cool as shit. To say that we weren't talking about no business, she was just a cool person to be around. And uh I will tell I will say this whole time that I was I wasn't down her neck, of course. Right. I wasn't like on her job. Uh but the times that me and her did speak directly to each other, I was telling her shit like I'm the best rapper you're gonna ever hear in your life. You've always said like, that. I like I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nah, you gonna remember me for sure. Then like the picture, the picture I took with her, we took the picture, I was like, uh, I hope I'm not imposing, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know that you you want to move. She was like, nah, this is the most. Uh, important picture that I've, I've taken this year, right? I was like, yeah, nah, you got it. You're right. You're right. You it are is. right. It is. And so, but yeah, nah, dog, she, uh, like I said, she a cool person, for sure, for sure. And uh, down to earth. It is. And so, uh, we got the release date. Uh, the release date is November 7th. Yeah. Uh, the release date is November. November, okay, we go, we go, we go, we go. Chalking up to November, the the album Jalen versus Everybody will drop in November of this year. Um, and so just just before we just wrap up, what's what's next for for, for yourself and what's next for for No Help Record Records? Oh uh, man, the immediate thing that's next, bro. We getting the music festival together at home. Come on, I was I was, I was trying to yeah. See when I said earlier about uh, the hair base. Yeah, I was. I almost slipped up and said it, but I wanted to save <laughs> that for the end. But that's why I was there, man. Just uh, location scouting. But that is set to be ha- uh, be held in August, August sixth. Uh, my man, my girl, wants she want to call it the No Help Summer Event. Huh? I've been calling that bitch Sharefest. I think Sharefest is dope. I like. I like Sharefest. So you know what I'm saying? I, that's what I'll be. That's what I'm running with. You know, against her better judgment, but that's okay. Uh, I'm a uh, yeah, bro. Share fest is gonna be uh, you know vendors. Uh, 
uh, a networking opportunity for creative, but I'm also trying to create a platform for artists, man. Uh, in, in my city, dog, they have a lot of festivals. Homer is a very festival-oriented town, but if you want to keep it a buck, it's, it, it feels very segregated. Because uh, they'll have some shit, they'll have some shit go down downtown and don't nobody know, bro. It almost be like these people have like a secret group message. But like you could tell, you know it's you know it's official because it's should be barricaded. There's all kind of attraction and shit like that, but there's only one kind of crowd that typically go there. You know what I'm saying? That's all you see. And like I said, bro, we don't man. I used to work in a barbershop down the street from, from downtown where all this shit be held at. And people will pull up in the barbershop and ask us to move our cars off the street because they about to close the block down for this festival. We've been here all damn week. Ain't seen not one flyer. Ain't seen not nothing on the internet. Like, when when were we supposed to know about this? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Aside from two hours before this shit started. So with that being said, bro, they ain't, they ain't got a lot of shit for us. If you know what I'm saying, you catch my drip. No, I'm, I'm don't be a lot of this shit for us, man. That ain't that ain't a barbecue or a splash or some shit. Ain't no music, ain't no music festival. You know what I'm saying? There is a juice fest out here, but juice fest is be it be more catered to R&B artists. Yeah. If if any performance is gonna be a part of it, so I want to do some more hip hop oriented. You know what I mean? And it's Homer is teeming with, with talent, bro. It's like really crazy. You know what I mean? Shit, the Tri Paris area in general and New Orleans and BR and Lafayette. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's everywhere. Shreveport is, is talent everywhere, bro. But in Homer, Louisiana, dog, there's no platform. Yeah. So we try as a label, man. And we also we also teaming up with different brands, category five, conform, vibers only. We all kind of came to the agreement, man, that there's no platform like that in this region. You know what I'm saying? For up-and-coming artists. So we about to start some shit. Uh, just before we go ahead and just wrap up there, tell me tell me about the shirt. Tell me about the shirt that you got on right there. Uh, Free-ish since 1865, man. It's a Juneteenth shirt by my partner, uh, Rashad Rainey. He has the brand Grind Daily out of Homer, Louisiana. He also... He's the one, the guy that prints our shirts uh, for our for our line, uh, our retail line, uh, which you can find on NoHelpRecords.com. You know what I mean? All the new merch, you can get you some stickers, uh, all kind of cool shit, man. Music videos, all kind of cool shit on NoHelpRecords.com, man. NoHelpRecords.com, and also tell the people where they can also find you on on like YouTube and like your social media and and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Jalen Quinn. J-A-L-E-N-Q-U-I-N-N. My shit ain't got no Y's. It ain't got no I's. And it's two N's on the back end, brother. You know what I'm saying? Because people, you know, they got so many different ways to spell to spell that name, my brother. But, you know, just to clarify for our, our, our value listeners, it's J-A-L-E-N-Q-U-I-N-N. And on the socials, uh, put an underscore in front of it. That's and you got me. That's a fact. And like uh, the late great Nipsey Hussle says, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Like Kobe says, the job's not finished. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain, the general, Jalen Quinn. Everybody. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jalen.